2: It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't.
0: The vicious cycle of stardom can be pretty wild to see from afar. In many cases, we get to watch a relative nobody get plucked from obscurity and placed on a trajectory that ultimately takes them to the top of the world. Rich, powerful, capable of accessing nearly any place in the world with their face alone. Only to eventually face the inevitable backlash of a public that is either bored of them or legitimately disgusted with finding out who the real person is behind the celebrity veneer. The saying goes, either you die a hero or live long enough to be a villain. And that seems to be the case of today's show subject. Just a decade ago, Chris Pratt was a lovable chubby oaf from Parks and Recreation. You would be hard pressed to find someone at that time that disliked him. And then he dropped weight, showed off his chiseled good looks, and landed lead roles in monster blockbuster franchises that put him near the top of the A-list. But sometime in the past two years, the public's appetite for the funny frontman seemed to sour. Recently, he's become a bit of a meme for being the least liked of the Hollywood Chrises: Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pine, and of course himself. And if there was ever any doubt as to the growing disdain for Mr. Pratt, we have been asked multiple times, both formally and conversationally, to cover him. So here we are. Is Chris Pratt worthy of being a subject on a podcast titled Asshole Court? Well, pour yourself a drink in your Jurassic World commemorative mug and sit back as we dig into a guy that I have honestly never thought about before on this latest episode of
2: Asshole Court.
0: So before we get started on preliminary scores, uh, I want to give a shout out to Julia Hayes for this show topic. We've been asked a lot in person for this show or it's like friends and yep. stuff like that. I can't recall all those people. The only one I could find on our list was Julia Hayes. But believe me that this has been asked for at least seven or eight times, I swear to God.
1: Yeah, it seems to be a big request. Yes. And each yeah. time we kind of look at each other like, really? Yeah, I know. So we pulled the trigger on it, and yeah. we did. Here we are. We're
2: about to find out. Oh, God, are we going to ruin him for me?
1: I like, don't know. Find out.
2: I like Star-Lord and, uh, damn it.
1: Damn it. Yeah. Star Lord.
2: Randy yeah, does not a- does not know Star Lord, <laughs> so you're gonna All have right. to. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a very it's awesome character. All right, I believe you.
0: Okay, so beyond that, let's get into from the inbox, nice. which is our newer segment, and uh, we just want to give a shout out to a couple people real quick that commented on our P Diddy show. One of which was great because we asked for you guys to tell us that's right how much would it take for you guys to get crashed
2: by a Moet bottle by P Diddy. Dave. Randy was at 42,000 yep. 40, and I was the lowball. You You're were the lowball. Low
1: ball. By like a million dollars. Yeah, I said a million. <laughs> yeah.
2: I stand by
0: my million. I am not getting uh, a traumatic brain injury for $42,000. I'm still sitting at 500K. Yeah. All right. Well, we had uh, another guy on our Patreon, Dave Burren, who came in even lower and I love it. He says, uh, I'm not saying it's been a rough year. But I'd probably let Diddy slap me with the Moët bottle for about
1: 9 bucks. <laughs> nice. 9 bucks. <laughs> yes. Even I wouldn't stoop to such no. levels, Dave. Dave.
2: Well, Dave, we appreciate a tough you, buddy. Year. Yeah. Dave, yeah. that's like 9 cents
0: to him, man. Come I on. Know. That's not even a dime. Well, Dave, is honestly, buddy, you could take a month off a of Patreon if that's, you know, I don't want <laughs> you to take, you know, get a traumatic brain injury for that. We also had uh, Thomas O'Dwyer uh, who hit us up and he uh, pointed out that Randy had him fully convinced for about 2 minutes. That the song by Jewel was actually called "Foolish Gang,"
1: which <laughs> look gang gang. <laughs> look, I do my research, and I'm not a Jewel fan. That's true. So heaven forbid that I, <laughs> I somehow turned foolish games into foolish, foolish gang, gang, and I was pretty dead set on that being the name of the song, and because I'm pretty confident in my work, yes, most yes. of the time. But uh, you know, it is what it is. It's okay. It was great. Well, you
2: know, it's actually funny that you mentioned that. Because that's a nice segue into the next part because me and Mikey owe Randy an apology because apparently uh, we were jumping all over you for Raccoon Dog. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Apparently there is a Raccoon Dog. Okay. All right. It's uh, based out in like, I think it's in Japan and a couple of areas in Asia, Mm -hmm. Malaysia, stuff like that. That is exactly right. Where the Um, sweatshops would be. Where the sweatshops are. And yeah, they take Raccoon Dog for uh, one of our, maybe it was like a Reddit user or something was talking about how that was what the... Tanuki Mario, the flying oh. raccoon Mario, was based off I thought of that was raccoon a fucking dog. raccoon. That's what I thought too. So, But I mean, one of our uh, users told us that, and I was like, oh, that actually okay. kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, Randy, we apologize. Yes. Deep, sincere apologies for Raccoon Dog. That I was also so. an enjoyable part
0: of the
1: show, though. Yeah.
0: So, okay. you're, you're shooting. 50 50 <laughs> he said i would assume that it's a raccoon of some sort <laughs> you know i was
1: uh i was there i was right that's right that's right and i knew i was
0: <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> that important part that is correct that is correct so
2: foolish oh. gangs and raccoon dogs
1: yes that's exactly and right.
0: dave Byrne getting crashed for nine dollars <laughs> love it all right dave good looking out brother okay let's get to preliminary scores for chris pratt who is going first buddy what do you got for chris pratt
2: all right so chris pratt i love chris pratt at least his acting uh, and I hope he's not one of these guys that it's like, you know, you never want to meet your celebrities. I hope that's not the conclusion we come to by the end of the show. But like he definitely seems like one of those guys that was um, kind of just plucked right out of like could have been out of this podcast or another podcast in a sense where he's just a normal guy. He's just really quick, really funny. And he I guess he got his start on Parks and Recreation.
0: He could start a little before that. We'll get into that for sure. But That's where he but, got his like, big That's kind of
2: like where he got his big break. Yep. I haven't watched a lot of Parks and Recreation but there is he has one of the funniest outtakes that I've ever seen in any Yeah. I think I know the one
1: you're talking about.
2: Yeah, the Kim Kardashian yeah. one yeah. and yes. the, the comeback story. Yes. Uh yeah, no, I mean that I mean everybody on that set was dying and I mean everybody in the uh, you know, everybody in home TV land was laughing too. Uh but anyway, so um I love him. I love his acting, I love his movies. He seems pretty authentic. I do agree with what like Mikey was talking about in the intro read, where it's like maybe ten years ago, you were top of the world, but and now it's like people are like looking for you to fail or something like that, like right. where it's like you're not the same person you were ten years ago. And uh, I, I hope that's not the case here today, but I'm interested to find out. So thank you for the suggestions. And uh, yeah, pre-show I'm gonna put him right with Tom Cruise at a four point five eight. Okay, he seems to be a pretty stand-up guy for the most part. I know there's a little bit of rocky stuff but uh we'll cover that on the show but yeah pre-show i'm going 4.58 for chris
1: pratt all right 4.58 for buddy randy Uh, what do you got all right so i have you know a pretty one-sided view of chris pratt because one i love parks and rec so that's where i i knew him from and then i saw him turn into a movie star yep and um over the years you guys know how many movies i sit and watch a lot of three
2: (laughs) they're all still from the 90s no
1: it's more than that (laughs) but anyway um i yeah i know he's in guardians of the galaxy and like some of his other stuff i don't know much beyond that yeah and all i really kind of know is like oh what i read about surface level shit i know i know not a whole lot about his in-depth life or the one good thing i say going into this is i haven't heard a lot of oh like terrible shit like you know him doing a bunch of bad stuff or Whatever the case may be. So, you know, buddy, it was funny that you mentioned being somebody 10 years ago that uh, you're a different person now. And uh, you sent that picture over to Mikey and I last night. That's right. It was me, about fifteen. me and you. Me and you. About 15 years ago, both of us had what? We had hair. We had hair. Yeah. Yeah. But see, we're still the same guys. We just don't have the hair. That's exactly right. And proving that I'm still the same guy, what cup did I have in my hand 15 years ago? That was actually the best comment on the text thread. <laughs> Randy goes,
2: yeah, that is a Subway cup in my hand. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to die. That was your peak Subway days. Oh, peak Subway yeah, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you
1: probably spent the most money at Subway through 2005, 2006. Guys, think about the value, right? And and I'm not trying to go down Cheapskate Alley and, and reminisce, but for $4.99, you could go to Subway and get a six-inch sub, a bag of chips, and a drink. Sure. And the sub was different every day. I, I could sit and name the days i still remember which, days <laughs> which.
0: we don't need to get that yeah. into right um, you
1: definitely were the subway king oh no doubt and they had the loyalty card so like within a week and a half i'd have a free sub dude you're balling on a budget you're making that's true hourly shit like scraping by to pay rent like yeah, you I get remember. lunch for five bucks a day it's hard to beat that at the grocery store dude, i'd do it right now if i could that's exactly right dude you're the sultan of subway coming in basically <laughs> yeah Although it's lost its luster over the past, either that or my taste buds have improved. Could be uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, It good. seems like their product quality has been degrading a little bit. I
0: think it also is depending on the franchisee.
1: I think that's a lot yeah. to do with it too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> going back to Chris Pratt, not Subway. <laughs> um, I'm gonna kick him in. You know, I'm, it's funny, buddy. I'm right around where you are. I'm at like a 4.53. Yeah. pre right. sure. I think he's just. Yeah. You know, we say guys, three, four. You know. Yeah, he's right in there, I think.
2: Yeah, I think he's about the average guy. I know there's a little bit there, but eh, even the average guy has a little bit there. So oh, yeah. yeah, three to four. As yeah.
1: this lady that works for me. She thinks I'm a giant asshole right now. So What do you think she'd score you? Right now, yeah. if she knew how the scale worked. Yeah. Yes. If you just went up and asked her, well, a no, big think no. an asshole no, <laughs> if she? was if no, fully, fully aware of fully scale, aware of she's scale. doing Randy. For, Where, she was based off of what occurred last week and how it had to be handled, she would give me a 7.2. Damn, okay. Ooh, 7.2. Yeah.
2: That's right in there with Dr. Phil and Mel Gibson. Yeah. Worse than a rapist. <laughs> and an anti-Semite. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, neither of those, but that's yeah, the way that's she true. would think
1: of me. That's true. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh Randy is a seven point two. I feel much I feel much better about my five.
1: <laughs> Again, one person's opinion from one thing that happened. Yes. Yeah.
0: I got two people's opinions. I was a five a hey. the other show to the other show host. You're both
2: fours in my book. Oh, oh thanks, well, thanks, buddy. All right, Mike, you take us home, man.
0: Okay. Uh Chris Pratt is a guy that I liked from Parks and Rec. Struck me as a funny guy. I always thought he was I don't know. He seemed like a likable person. He yeah. seemed like a guy I would want to hang out with, honestly. Right. I was yeah. like, you know, that's the type of dude that you could sit there and cut up with. Then he had the big movies, which I, I did see the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I was sort of forced to because my son
2: loves that, that shit, and my wife wanted to see it. So we watched it.
0: Didn't hate it. it had some good parts. No, so it was okay. Guardians
2: is really good. Out of like a lot of the Marvel series, yeah. it's some of the funniest movies that come through. I,
0: yeah, I don't like superhero movies, but I can do the funny ones. Yeah, they're, they're good. Uh,
2: Jurassic World wasn't bad It was fine I enjoyed it Yeah I, uh, All those And even the one that was on Amazon Like uh, It was like the end of the world Or something War of the worlds where no, it was, Or future war Something I like that I didn't watch that one no. Yeah basically there was uh,
1: No it was Morassic World Morassic <laughs> Morassic <laughs> yes. Morassic World Yes Yeah
0: I don't go out of my ways To watch Chris Pratt movies So I don't really know much About the guy I'm going to keep it short and sweet I thought he was be Like a regular dude I'm going to score him Honestly at a 4.25 I just didn't think he was a bad guy when I started doing the research. All right, 4.25 for Mikey. I don't know what caused everybody to start asking to do Chris Pratt or why they rated him the worst of the Chris'es
2: but I that's so we're going to get into it. I hope we get to the bottom of this, yes. actually. Absolutely. All right. With a 4.58 from Buddy, a 4.53 from Randy, and a 4.25 from Mikey, Chris Pratt's pre-show
1: asshole score is a 4.45. All right, 4.45, just above Ellen DeGeneres at a 4.25, and just below Justin Bieber at a 4.5. Okay. Oh, actually so in that's, between that's... Justin Bieber and Ellen, pre-show falls Chris Pratt. That seems about right for pre-show, for yeah. sure. Interested you know. to see where this thing turns out. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys ready to play this out? Let's see a comeback story. Okay. All right.
0: Christopher Michael Pratt is born on June 21st, 1979 in Virginia, Minnesota. Virginia, <laughs> Minnesota. Virginia, Minnesota? Yes. It's they're, a, yeah, it's a double state name. It's like a person with two first names, like Billy Joel, and you just can't trust that <laughs> motherfucker, can you?
1: People with two first names, like Brendan Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hates yeah. you automatically. Man, Any, that's harsh. Anybody <laughs> listen to the show? What about if you had the last name James? Michael James? Right. like, But James is like pretty... Jesse James. Common Jesse James name. is an asshole. Yeah,
2: yeah. Jesse James. That's the perfect one right there.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Billy Joel. Like Kevin James, though. Like,
2: oh. I, I don't know if I consider
1: James. Like, I guess it, I kind of consider James that a totally last first name, name and, and a totally a first name. name. Yeah. Well, for sure. Well, or it's not it, a first name. This
0: also isn't a scientific
1: rule. It's just <laughs> rules of Randy. <laughs> that's it. Yes. James can be both a first name. Or I've like also that. heard that Kevin James is a <laughs> cocksucker. Don't believe what you read. I love love Doug Heffernan. You so.
0: love Doug Heffernan, the character. You might not like Kevin James as a person.
1: We'll have to see, I guess. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an episode on him. Yes.
0: Anyways, Chris is born to mother Kathy and father Daniel Clifton Pratt. Kathy works at a Safeway, and Daniel works in mining. Apparently, in Virginia, Minnesota, there are a number of iron ore mines, as it's in the center of the Mesabi Iron Range. So it's kind of like West Virginia, Minnesota. <laughs> yes, it is. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. later he transitioned to home remodeling and that's got to be an interesting transition mining to home remodeling but daniel clifton pratt was the type of dude that we all know the roughneck handyman type jack of all trades master of none chris describes his dad like this quote he was a good problem solver like physical problems he was good at building things with his hands he could kind of fake it till you make it in terms of machinery and equipment like they would ask Anyone at the site know how to run a Caterpillar? And he'd be like, yeah, I do. And then he'd get in there and figure out the controls, confident in his ability to figure shit out as he went along. So it's nice to know that dudes like that are willing to just wing it with heavy machinery. <laughs> and you just have to know that someone lost their dick and balls in a machinery accident with Daniel Pratt at the helm, right?
1: Anybody know how to work this industrial can opener? Yeah, yeah, yeah let me give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah, just put
0: your dick in there. I think it's going prime, to prime the pump first. Anyways, when Chris was just seven years old, Daniel and Kathy packed up uh, the family and headed west. Either because the mining industry shrunk in Virginia, Minnesota, or maybe because Daniel cut a coworker's dick off with a ditch witch. (laughs) He had to get one of the
2: two. Yeah, had to to get the hell out of uh, Dodge.
0: That's it. Yes, Uh, they said like
2: getting divorced back in the seventies, you would just move one town over. Right? Oh no,
0: you don't even divorce. You just leave. (laughs) You just fucking leave. Move to another state, change your name, and you just start working. I'm going
2: (laughs) to get cigarettes. That's it, yeah.
0: Never coming back. Uh, They settle in Lake Stevens, Washington, which is a suburb north of Seattle, Washington. Chris apparently had a fairly normal school experience. He wasn't super brilliant. He wasn't a great student. But he wasn't a total loser either. He was a decent athlete, finishing fifth in his weight class uh, one year at the state tournament for wrestling, which is very respectable. Sure, sure. And he also threw shot put for the track team. But young Chris Pratt is not focused or driven in any discernible way either. In one interview, Pratt recalled an interaction he had with his wrestling coach that illustrates this perfectly. Quote, he, talking about the wrestling coach, said, Chris, what do you want to do with yourself? I was like, I don't know, but I know I'll be famous and I know I'll make a shit ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I had no idea how. I'd done nothing proactive. It was as dumb as someone saying, I'll probably be an astronaut. I'm sure I'll stumble into an astronaut suit and end up in space one day. When Chris graduates from high school, he enters into community college where he studied acting, which sounds like a winning plan. And yes, I know we're talking about a massive movie star, so it obviously worked out. But come on, if you met a non-famous person and they told you they were studying acting at community college, what would
2: you be thinking to yourself?
1: What's plan B? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Or like, what company does your dad own? (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) probably. Or you're starting a band? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is
0: your dad good at operating heavy machinery? Yeah. No matter, though, because Chris drops out after only half a semester when he discovers that his acting teacher is the brother of the guy that got his dick ripped off in that ditch, which accident. <laughs> the
1: gonna, reason they moved. He <laughs> was going to fail him.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. Obviously, uh, Chris is just not a great student, which, you know, that doesn't make anybody an asshole. It just makes him a bad student. That's right. After dropping out of community college, Pratt, like most 19- or 20-year-old dudes, has no clue what to do next.
1: Bartend. That's very possible. Yeah. I was thinking waiter. Yeah, yeah.
0: Luckily, fate intervenes, and a high school friend calls him up and is like, dude, you've got to come out here. He's living in Hawaii at that point, right? His friend is. So he does. He packs up his meager belongings and grabs a one-way ticket to Maui. Wow. When he arrives, his friend picks him up and drives him to his luxury apartment in Lahaina and tells him he can stay for free until he gets on his feet. I'm kidding. pretty nice. I'm kidding. Uh oh (laughs) Well, I'm only sort of kidding, because his friend does give him a place to stay, but it isn't a decent apartment at all. It's a van that's parked near the beach,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right near the beach. Yeah. We're Boy,
2: about, right about that van life, just a little early. That's right, like a decade uh, early. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. he was doing the Chris Farley plan
1: down by the river, but down it was by the by the, down by the yeah.
0: yeah, in Maui, which is significantly better.
1: Yeah, that's an upgrade.
0: Pratt says, "quote We set up camp on the beach and live the dream." And at this point, I'm realizing that I have somewhat of a like kindred spirit with Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> He wrestled in high school. So did I. Yep. Although I got nowhere near the state tournament outside of traveling with a team to support them.
1: Mikey uh, got hemmed up one time and farted real loud. I did.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the highlight I got of his pinned, wrestling. Yeah. I got pinned and farted so loud that my coach was uh, mortified for me. Secondhand embarrassment for your coach after I got put in a cradle and farted like, <laughs> like a geyser. Just...
2: <laughs> And this is where Mikey's fart problem started. That is like, correct. He did it once in public, and that was it. That was I it. had no
0: control. The guy squeezed it out of me like it was a, like I was a fucking accordion. <laughs> the, the problem was is that I didn't make weight, and my coach fucking was mad. So he put me up two weight classes. Well, the thing is, by the time you're wrestling that guy, he made weight. Yeah. And he by the Getting time eaten. he he was outweighing me by literally 25 pounds. <laughs> And I'm talking about he yoked me up so quick and put me in a cradle and pinned me while I farted so loud that it was echoing.
1: This is Mikey's uh, best athletic uh, oh, yes. story that yes. he tells. This is the best. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is my favorite one. And like I so said, I got up and just sort of like walked off and even my coach could not make eye contact. <laughs> with
1: Couldn't do it. I was like, boy, well, this is your that fault. coach drove a, like a, a lemon yellow fucking pickup truck. He was a and good if a, guy. If a guy that drove a lemon yellow pickup yes. truck can't make eye contact with yeah. you, you should be ashamed I of yourself. I was like, hey, listen to me, man. This is all you, coach. I was like,
2: you were trying to show me a lesson, and you did, but you you went a little too far. <laughs> Sounds like he's Mr. Miyagi
1: in the yellow pickup truck. Taking Mikey uh, this wrestling. This is like a, a late 90s model Chevy <laughs> S10. Was it, it was in a Dakota. Dakota yeah. yeah, there it is.
0: Yeah, I actually like the coach. He's a cool guy, but he also did make me fart really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I said, he wrestled in high school. So did I. Not any good. He packed up on a whim and moved to Hawaii. So did I. Although he was on Maui and I was on Oahu, and I actually did have an apartment, although it wasn't decent. And I remember very clearly one morning, and I was surfing before I had to go to work, and at Alamoana Park, they had showers by the beach that... For one reason or another Had warm water I was rinsing off Myself and my surfboard And like a guy Was at the shower Next to me But he was like Legit sudsing up And washing his hair And shit right And uh, he asked me What I did for work I-, I don't remember How we started talking Honestly And I told him Was like, he naked no no, <laughs> no 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 He had shorts on he Hey what's up on. bro What do you do yeah. for work
1: <laughs> yeah. he, he said wash I Wash got- my nards <laughs> Homie
0: He said I got a job For you Want to make a quick five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for work right now? <laughs> you want to clock in here real quick? But anyways, I told him that I sold cars uh, at a dealership in town, and I asked him what he did, and he said, "Brotha, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that moment that I realized that if I ever really got in a bond in life and I had to be homeless, I'd do whatever I had to do to simply get a ticket to Hawaii and live the dream of a homeless life. So when Pratt says that they were living the dream, like I totally get it, right?
2: sure yeah
0: he he would elaborate quote it's a pretty awesome place to be homeless we just drank and smoked weed and worked minimal hours just enough to get gas food and fishing supplies and that's for real my girlfriend at the time and me would always say if shit goes wrong we can always fish because that's what i'd always see at the park obviously homeless dudes and ladies with shabby fishing poles just catching their meals and then cooking them on the public grills at the park yeah yeah I while Dog the Bounty
2: Hunter's running around <laughs> yes. in the background. That's right. He was around. His That's office right.
0: was right down the street from my uh, the dealership I worked at. Go
1: with Christ,
2: bro.
0: Yeah. Everybody hated him. It was great.
2: <laughs> bro.
0: Bra. 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 Yeah. But anyways, uh, where I found a job at a Mitsubishi dealership in Honolulu, Pratt found work at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurant.
2: Oh, nice. The yes. biggest
0: chain on the island? <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> However, before I got my job at the dealership, because I was dumb as fuck and naive in my early 20s... My blue-eyed white ass did try to get a job as a server at a Japanese hibachi restaurant. And my girlfriend at the time, even dumber and more naive than me, considered trying to get a job as a luau server. She was blonde and looked like she was bored with a pair of Uggs on and a Starbucks Frappuccino <laughs> in hand. Swear to God. So, <laughs> yeah, that would have been an embarrassing interview to say the least. That's a true story. I remember That's she, awesome. she found the, this thing is the Honolulu Star Bulletin. She was like, "What about this?" And I was like, "Oh my god, no, yeah. No, no.
1: Yeah.
2: no, 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 no!" You I, look like I don't know if they
1: made coconuts that big, girl. <laughs> she, she had, had big some, titties. Yes, she did. All right, god.
2: <laughs> thanks, Randy. Yes, <laughs>
0: you're welcome. Anyways, Pratt talked about his experience as a server at a theme restaurant. "Quote: I don't know if you've ever had a dining experience at the Bubblegum Shrimp Company." But they love a gregarious waiter who will get in your face and sing you happy birthday songs and do trivia. Uh, That's anyways. End of the quote. (laughs) No, that makes sense. He seems like he would be the perfect Bubba Gump waiter. Yeah, absolutely. And when he's not singing happy birthday at Bubba Gump and he's smoking weed and fishing, he's also listening to Dr. Dre's album, The Chronic 2001 nonstop. Nice. All right. Which, again, that album got plenty of play in my CD player, too. So I'm really relating to this motherfucker at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to sit here and do asshole court on a guy where I'm like, You're just a better version of me,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: just a better
1: version I'm just of waiting me. for at what point in life his went way up and Oh yes. It's you know, coming. Yours kind of Yeah. You know. Just plateaued. No, it continued to go up. We'll yes. give you that. Trajectory is different. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not starring in
2: Jurassic World. <laughs> And married to Selma Hayek at this yeah, point. I'll, I'll, Is yeah. he? No. No,
1: but that's who Mikey wanted to oh, marry. Oh, that's right. where he, he would have kid. been. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you owe us for that, by the way. I do. Whatever that bet was. Oh, there was oh. no bet there. There was no money involved mm, in that. Not money. I guess it was money, and it <laughs> compounded <laughs> quarterly over that many years, I'm sure. Yes.
2: <laughs> Since 1998. That's right. <laughs> it was 25 you years. You owe us
1: a fucking bunch of money,
0: Mike. <laughs> that's true but I never made a bet because it wasn't written down.
2: (laughs) We've been asked by our fans, guys, we want more. And just like a genie in a bottle, your wish is our command. Our Patreon page is now live. Find us on Patreon at AHC podcast to get access to our all new conspiracy court episodes. Get a shout out on one of our asshole court episodes, voting power on future episodes, stickers, swag, and a whole lot more. Go to Patreon.com and search for AHC Podcast to get your fix today. And now, back to your regularly scheduled shenanigans.
0: But, as I read in one source, aside from working at Bubble Gump, he's also volunteering with the missionary group Jews for Jesus, which, <laughs> now, I would huh? never do that, so there's where we diverge.
2: <laughs> Jews for Jesus? Yes,
0: yes. I mean, I'm not Jewish, but I don't think he is either. Uh, and as listeners of this show know,
2: I'm not super
0: religious either.
1: What is Jews for Jesus?
0: It's uh, it's actually an organization for Jewish people that are Christians that converted to Christianity. Okay. But he's actually oh, now. Yes. Right, right, right. Okay, now it makes a Pratt little bit more sense. Pratt is not Jewish. He's Lutheran. I don't know why he's working for, <laughs> with Jews for Jesus on oh. Maui. It does feel like ad libbish. Uh, they gave him a paycheck, I guess. No, he was working at Bubba Gump. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. This is like a volunteer thing.
1: Maybe it was, like, through his church. Could They did, they were the- Like an outreach program. They were the like Jesus M part to M? of Jews yeah. for Jesus. Well,
0: I'm like, you're, if you're looking for <laughs> it's Jews- It's like M to M, but with J to J. Yeah, Jay. it's like business
1: to business, and yeah. he was the second part of the business. That's right. <laughs> he was the Lutheran. But also,
0: I'm like, hey, you know, if you guys are looking for Jews to convert, uh, Maui isn't exactly a target-rich environment. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just saying- You go to Koreatown over there where I lived at, Oahu, and you have a pretty good shot because they're very Christian. Yes. Uh, So you don't, I I don't know. But yes, not not a lot of Jewish people in Lahaina, I don't think. (laughs) I could be wrong. Anyway, another difference between me and Chris Pratt is that I'm not what could be described as a lucky motherfucker either. (laughs) I mean, I'm lucky to the extent that I'm not destitute, have a decent job, and I'm doing somewhat okay in life. But Chris Pratt is a lucky motherfucker. Because his move to Hawaii, living in a van and taking a job at an outdated theme restaurant, a lifestyle that would usually be a detriment to a person, turns out to be the best decision he ever made. One night, while waiting tables, a visiting guest is a woman named Ray Dawn Chong. Now, that name probably means nothing to 99% of you. But, if you're roughly our age, and Chris Pratt's age, you might remember her from the 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Commando.
1: Hmm. If you saw her Still picture, you would right, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, like I said, if you saw her, if you ever watched Commando...
1: Ray Dong Chong.
0: Ray Dong Chong, yeah. Pratt, uh, he's waiting at her table, and he takes his shot. According to him, quote, I was like, you're in the movies, right? I always wanted to be in the movies. And she said, you're cute. Do you act? I was like, fuck it. Goddamn right I act. Put me in a movie. And I suppose, beyond luck, it probably doesn't hurt to look like Chris Pratt, which I most certainly do not. So, you know... (laughs) (laughs) For real though, when I waited tables, I had exactly one celebrity sit in my section: Kevin Pollock a name that is also largely unrecognizable by most, but a face that almost everyone would know. He was in The Usual Suspects. He was in a million things. Who was he in The Usual Suspects? One of the Usual one Suspects. Of the usual suspect yeah. yeah, you would recognize that his face Was that if you Benicio at him. del Toro? No, correct. Yes, <laughs>
2: you would recognize him if you saw him. He's always in movies, but he's always like a character actor. I actually
1: love those actors that like. You know their face, oh, but yeah. like you couldn't pick yeah. their name out of a yeah. lineup. A couple years ago, my most recent uh, celebrity interaction, my family and I, we were in New York City, right near Times Square, coming out of the hotel, and the, uh, the guy from uh, the Farmer's Insurance commercials. Oh, yeah, uh, J.K. Simmons. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love J.K. Yeah, Simmons. Came walking right by, and I was like, ah, ah, hey. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I got out. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so Kevin Pollock was sat in my section one time, uh, and as nice and polite as he was, and a good tipper to boot, it was very obvious that he didn't give a fuck about anything about me beyond whether <laughs> I brought his food out in a timely fashion. You he were was, no Chris Pratt <laughs> to him. Oh no, he most certainly did not want me to bother him
1: much. You know, <laughs> he was probably on vacation in Hawaii.
0: It wasn't in Hawaii. It was actually, uh, it was actually here in, in in Atlanta. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, Probably okay. working yeah. on a project. Yeah, yeah, probably so. He was a nice huh. enough guy, but he, again, he wasn't like, "Hey, man." You ever think about being a movie? <laughs> hey,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sit down yeah. for a 2nd You're cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I know. I'd be like, "Well, what kind of movies are we talking about?" <laughs> yeah. If it's a big Hollywood production, I mean, I'll hit that casting couch.
1: No, I've got it's no, it's a new company. It's it is uh, Black Couch Productions. Oh, sounds good. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen a lot of uh, internet porn yet, so <laughs> <laughs> the, the year is 2003. I... <laughs> Anyway, as luck would have it, uh, Chong was prepping her directorial debut, a horror comedy called Cursed Part 3, that she was set to shoot in L.A. in short succession. She gave Pratt a part. And she recalled later, quote, he was a joy on set. My
1: movie sucked, but he was awesome. End quote. Yeah. So he is a waiter at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Yes. Uh, movie star walks in. He's literally like, yo, I want to be in the movies. She's like, you're cute. Be in my movie. Mm-hmm. Come with me, homeless man. And that is how that happened. That is how that yes. happened.
0: Huh. Hence, lucky motherfucker. Huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's
0: right. lottery right there. Yeah, yeah. Although Curse Part 3 was never released, Pratt had found his calling. Quote, the moment she told me she would bring me to L.A., I knew. I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life.
1: Good for him. Yeah. That why is not, pretty cool. Why not take
0: advantage of it? Yeah. You know? So the movie didn't work out and was never released, but somebody that mattered saw it or heard about Pratt because shortly after, he lands a role in the WB drama Everwood as a high school jock named Bright Abbott, which, yeah, that's a pretty on-brand teen drama character name. Isn't
1: it, though? Bright Abbott? Yes. Oh, my God. Bright
0: Abbott. After that series, he lands a role on a much larger show, The O.C. In its final season, he plays the lefty activist Winchester Che Cook. As he recalls, quote, it was the final season of the OC, and the kids were checked out. Uh, so yeah, I
2: don't remember them on the OC, but I, I never watched the. OC. I never watched the OC. We watched maybe the first season of it.
1: Is that the one with Spencer and Heidi? No, 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 no. no that no. was a different one. This is that was with. A reality show. Um,
0: I don't know yeah. their names anymore. Uh, but yeah, like I said I, I never really watched the OC, so I don't remember that either. But I did. I had to look up uh, pictures of both characters as I did my research, and yeah, it's pretty hilarious teen drama shit, caricatures of a high school jock think like letter jacket uniform and a leftist activist Che Guevara styled hat that's what I
1: when you said Che yeah I was like what the fuck
0: Che Guevara styled hat 30 pounds of colored beads like a dashiki and shit oh wow Wow. but whatever it's not like he's got the option at that point to not take those roles so I don't blame him I I would be Che oh all day whatever you get at that point ranche (laughs) ranche yeah Jalapeno Rancher. That's right. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Over the next few years, Pratt landed roles in a number of films, including the Angelina Jolie action movie Wanted and the 80s set comedy Take Me Home Tonight.
2: He actually had a pretty funny character in Wanted okay? uh, because James McAvoy is the lead in the movie and all basically Chris Pratt's doing is banging his girlfriend the whole time and, like, getting getting James McAvoy to buy him condoms and Red Bulls so he can basically go bang his wife or his girlfriend.
0: What kind of movie is this? It's crazy. I never saw it. Huh. Never saw it. But, yeah, I said neither of those movies did much for his career, but Take Me Home Tonight, which sat on the shelf for four years, did introduce him to Anna Faris, who was then married to another actor, Ben Indra. So Anna Faris, you know her from, like, Scary Movie... Uh, a million of those comedy movies that she did, they hook up on the set. I don't know if they hook up while she's still married to Ben Indra, but it's very possible. Oh, like
1: hook up, hook up on the set. Oh, her. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they really. were originally married. Yeah. Yeah. She's on, uh, was it Two Broke Girls? Maybe, I don't know. I never saw that either. She's been in
0: a ton of shit. She's in all those spoof movies. Yeah, yeah. like
2: the the spoof of scary
1: movie. I don't think I, I think I'm wrong again. I don't think that's or is it thought. called scary movie. It is scary movie, which yeah. is spoof yeah. of the spoof of, of scary movies. Scream. Multiple ones. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh Pratt recalls quote I was like, Well, that's all right. He's talking about her marriage to Ben Indra. And I just did the movie. But it turns out they had been falling apart for a long time. Two years later, we were engaged. So maybe Pratt was responsible for a marriage ending, maybe not. Only the three of them know. Who knows? Anyway, Pratt is landing movie roles, but none of them are like really significant or creating a buzz for him. And Pratt is a self-admitted action movie junkie, so he starts shooting for roles in big-name action movies that are coming out. He auditions for the Captain Kirk role for the Star Trek reboot. Which he, Chris Pine beat him out for, which correct. we mentioned earlier. That's oh, right. Okay. He doesn't get it, and like uh, Buddy mentioned, that goes to a different Chris, Chris Pine. He, Sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he auditions for the role of Jake Sully in Avatar, Randy's favorite
2: film of all time. He, oh, I love... That actually is one of my favorite movies of all time. Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> it's man, fucking awesome. Man, he's shaking his head. The sequel, fucking, no, not so much. But I love the first one. I will say the first one
0: is just space dances with wolves.
1: It it is ev- that's what everybody too long. says. But I mean, it is true. Yeah. It is
2: the native, gone native story. Dude, do you know how many of the sci-fi movies you can pick apart and just say that this is, you know, space, blah, blah, blah. And uh, It was interesting for being 3D. Aside from that, like I said, it was, it was a rehashed uh, plot line. Okay, so that was actually... The first movie that I ever watched in 3D, and it was like three and a half hours, and I that was just way too long for 3D, especially the first 3D movies coming out back yes. 2006, 8, or something. It was like 2010, yeah, something like so. that. Yeah, yeah. That was almost like 15 years in between the sequel. Yes. It's fucking terrible. Hated that movie. Yes. Well, Pratt doesn't get that role either, because it goes to Sam Worthington. And he's awesome. I love Sam Worthington. <laughs> he does
0: pretty good work. He, he was, was in, in the- Terminator. He was, and he was also in the uh, series Under the Banner of Heaven, which is very, very good. I've never seen that. You should watch it. It's a very interesting about a real-life murder that happened with the fundamentalist LDS. Oh, and wow. They huh. sort of pair, it's based on a John Krakauer novel, and it pairs that with like, the story of the founding of Mormonism. It's very good. It's wild. Huh. Mm.
2: Have to watch that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and Pratt recalls the miss on Avatar as especially tough. Quote, they said they wanted somebody that has that thing, that it factor. I walked into that room knowing that I did not have that thing. And I walked out thinking that I would never have that thing, probably. End quote.
2: He also lost that role to Matt Damon as well because Matt Damon was also picked for that role. But it was uh, a conflict with the Bourne series. Oh, that he was for doing at the Avatar time. or whatever? Yeah, 100%. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh.
0: Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> After those two big misses, he reevaluates his career and decides that being a character actor and making a living is not a bad goal at all. He explained in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, quote, I figured I'll find a way to make money, and if that means I'm playing character roles, that's terrific. People have to work. I just don't want it to be at a fucking restaurant.
2: You know, that's what a lot of those initial Marvel guys kind of faced, was that they had to sign on for almost like six movie deals and stuff like that, so... Whatever character they played kind of painted the future for them. Oh yeah, you get typecast. Yeah. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent, especially for them. And so yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But I mean, like you are like six movies though, but you get paid. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And
0: then later on, you can show up
2: all those uh, fucking comic
0: cons and sign autographs when you're you know twenty years later and yep. make a little bit
2: of money. Sure. I think RDJ is one of the few that's missing that bullet in a sense. Like he's oh, still yeah. able. He was just an Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah, well, because and he's always been a really good actor. He just happened to be. Sure.
1: RDJ? Robert R- Downey Jr.? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> for you film buffs out there. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's also around this time that he says his new wife, Anna Ferris, is feeding him like a Thanksgiving turkey, and he's stacking weight on, which certainly makes it a lot more difficult to land those leading man roles. But since he doesn't care, he shoots for another character part. He lands a short role for the new series Parks and Rec., as Andy Dwyer, the chubby, stupid boyfriend of Rashida Jones and Perkins' character. Side note, one article had him gaining weight naturally, another had him intentionally putting on 20 or 30 pounds for the character of Andy Dwyer. Maybe it's a bit of both, but yeah, you know, who fucking cares? Right,
2: yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got and, he, it. and he crushed that role. Oh, he he absolutely awesome. did.
0: He did. It was originally slated for only six episodes, like his character was. But during the process of filming, the writers quickly realized that the character and Pratt's interpretation of it were too good to let go early. So yeah. they decided to keep him on for the long haul.
2: Yeah, he had that awesome original line that he came up with where the writers were kind of like, we love Chris, we hate him. He actually came up with the best line of the entire show, mm-hmm. and he did it on the fly. And fuck him, because I'm a writer, so mm-hmm. fuck you. But uh, <laughs> the like his boss was sick. She's like maybe like talking to the doctor or something like that. And like she's like, hey, I'm leaving for the day. And he was like, hey, hey, Susan, I checked your symptoms online. And it says that you have network connectivity problems. (laughs) And the writers were like, God damn it. That's the best fucking joke. (laughs) That's
1: great, man. So, I mean, like,
2: I know he's quick. Like, I know he's like, he's a, so I don't know. funny dude.
0: Yeah, the, the, there was um Amy Poehler. They were saying that he was like one of the quickest people on set. Like, as far as ad-libbing, they were like, he was the best. Huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's awesome. I love people that can do that like really quick. And, and Aziz
1: Ansari was there, and he's he a quick was. guy, too. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. was a star-studded cast I when you doubt. look at it
2: and, and where they all are right now. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the girl that's all over uh, who was oh, the Rashida secretary? Jones. No, no, the secretary to the main oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza has yeah, yeah. been yeah. taken off lately. Yeah. And so, yeah. And there's no denying that Parks and Rec and the Andy Dwyer character
0: are what put Chris Pratt on the map for most people, myself included. Prior to this, I had no fucking clue who he was and had never even noticed him before. I don't think I watched any of those things. I didn't see Wanted. I didn't see
2: Take Me Home. I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah. I saw Wanted, but I mean, he was definitely just a side character. Yeah. I mean, he was great in what he did, but it wasn't like you were like, let's take that kid and put him into Jurassic Park, right? right. You know, like yeah. it was almost like a Spicoli character right, or, right, right, or something right. like that. Yeah.
0: Trouble is, the chubby, slobby character that made him famous also diminishes his opportunities to land lead roles in the movies that he wanted. Uh, When Pratt tries out for Moneyball, he was told he was too fat to play real-life Oakland A's player Scott Hatterberg. This was not an unfair assessment, given that Pratt had gained 40 pounds since starting to date Ferris. Pratt decided to lose weight before Hatterberg's role was cast, saying, quote, I'd check maybe once a week, I'd say, they cast it yet, and then I would just keep working out. Finally got in good enough shape that I took a picture of myself and sent it to my agent. He gets the role.
2: And that's what I love about Chris is that he can do the comedy side, but also, like in Moneyball, that was a little bit more of a serious role for him. Oh, no doubt. And uh, he crushed it.
0: Yeah, and uh, after gaining weight again for a comedy, he dropped weight again afterwards and got a role in Zero Dark Thirty playing a Navy SEAL. But even after playing these action-oriented roles, he still wasn't being taken entirely seriously as anything but Andy Dwyer by most. Sure. Sure. When James Gunn was looking for an actor to play Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy, the casting director kept suggesting Pratt, to which Gunn would admit, responding, quote, That's the chubby guy from Parks and Rec. You've got to be kidding.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, snaps.
0: It also didn't help that Pratt had gained even more weight for a comedic role in Vince Vaughn's Delivery Man movie. Pratt recalls, quote, I tried to get to 300 pounds, but every time I got close, I'd take a seven pound shit. (laughs) He said,
2: that's the beauty of gorging yourself Turd's the size of my arm God, that's insane Like, could you yeah, like for his physique going up to like 300, then dropping down to like 170 or something like that, yeah, 160. I yeah. know. Uh, everybody gives Christian Bale credit. Look at our boy Chris Pratt here. Yeah, Dude. going up. Christian Bale is insane. Like, oh. And also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What was that role that he played in? With uh, That uh, was uh, the Dallas Buyers Club.
0: Man, he was he down to sick. like,
2: he looked like he was weighing about oh, 90 no pounds doubt. in yeah. that. Well, have you
0: ever seen The Machinist with Christian Bale? It is oh, unwatchable. Yeah. He is like disgusting skinny Yes uh, Gross Yeah he was there. He got down to like 130 Something lo- He was It was disgusting
2: And yeah well, And that's like On the heels of like American Hustle Where he popped up to like well, I he to say like 240 He or did something.
0: The Machinist And that was like 03 And then immediately went And started filming For Batman Begins And bulked up to like 230 Oh wow Yeah Jeez. 100 pound swing And then putting on
2: Tons of muscle Yeah And then had a huge gut In American Hustle yeah. Oh his heart's like, gonna explode
0: Yeah <laughs> The Lord is going to reach down and explode his heart. I think. So, anyways, when he finally gets in front of James Gunn, like even with the the extra weight on, it still is like a done deal.
2: James Gunn's, Gunn's like, like, no, no, it. no. He's like, this is the guy. Oh, okay. he's like, I, okay. this is. He's like, I realized immediately. He's like, this is this is the guy. I want. It. And what's perfect about it is his first scene in Guardians is like him just dancing around, acting like a stupid fool, mm-hmm. and it, it's perfect for him. And it kind of just sets the pace for the entire trilogy.
0: Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy solidifies Pratt as a legitimate leading man, comedian, action star. He adds to this A-list credit the next summer with Jurassic World. Both movies combined to uh, gross over $2 billion. Ooh.
2: Jeez, yeah. man.
0: Damn. Yeah, he's a legit A-lister at this point, right? But also around this time, his dad dies of multiple sclerosis. Oh. Mm. Uh, yeah. And he sucks. was like, he was tight with his dad, but he also sounded like there was... I don't know. I read an article where he was talking about, like, he was like, my dad got this disease and just didn't try anymore. He just was like, this is it. It's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it just sucked to watch him just kind of, like, wither away. So, not a great story. Yeah. A little bit
2: of animosity there or something.
0: It, it just felt like, yeah, he was probably just upset. I mean, I don't know. Sure. It's hard to tell. But anyways, and for some reason, like I said, that I wasn't sure of, as I've pointed out, we've gotten multiple requests to cover him as of late. So, I did some digging. What makes the chubby dude from Parks and Rec a hot request for a show like Asshole Court? And here's what I've come up with. All right, let's hear it. When it was brought to light that Chris is a member of Hillsong Church, a notoriously anti-LGBTQ organization, this caused problems, right? Which, yeah, as we discussed about his time in Hawaii, Pratt is definitely about Jesus. He wants Jews to be for Jesus.
1: I thought you were about to say he was a member of a Hillsborough Baptist Church, <laughs> no. which uh, no, 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 well, that would be that would be very different. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh, I didn't know yes. that little piece about him. No, that would be yes. protesting soldiers' funerals and such. Everything, but, uh, yes,
0: yeah. God hates queers or whatever the signs they have. No, this is it's called Hillsong Church. I don't know. So like I said, I knew he was about Jesus, but I didn't know anything about Hillsong Church which is also where previous show topic Justin Bieber was baptized or some shit.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Some
0: celebrity church. I don't know. But when this was brought up, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page of Juno fame, just for reference, not trying to dead name here, but he said, if you're a famous actor and you belong to an organization that hates a certain group of people, don't be surprised if someone simply wonders why it's not addressed. End quote. Which, that's fair, I suppose, right? Sure. Chris responded with a tweet. Quote, I'm a man who believes that everyone is entitled to love who they want, free from the judgment of their fellow man. Despite what the Bible says about divorce, my church community was there for me every step of the way, never judging, just gracefully accompanying me on my walk. They helped me out tremendously, offering love and support. It is what I have seen them do for others on countless occasions, regardless of sexual orientation, race, or gender. Which, that seems like a very reasonable response in my mind. Right. So... I decided to dig into Hillsong Church.
1: That's all right, good, because I was wondering if we had more color behind it.
0: Yes, because I'd like to really dig deeper into what kind of organization Pratt is affiliated himself with. I started writing about the issues with the church, and was actually going to do a very long segment on it for a second, but when I found another article about Chris Pratt and his relationship with Hillsong, that is, it doesn't exist.
2: Oh, it was all made up?
0: As he'd explain later, he was never a member of Hillsong Church. He belongs to Zoe Church. Uh, apparently which is also has some issues with homosexuality but like only one church i know of like the unitarian church is chill and honestly accepting of homosexuality so that's not all that shocking to me
2: yeah i mean that's like saying well he's a catholic so you yeah. know
1: they're against the
0: queers yeah yeah, yeah. what's well, the zoe like,
1: church
2: it's the name of his church oh, it's
1: just the name of his it. okay. name of the church
0: he goes to and they were asking him, like why did not you just say you weren't a member of hillsong he was like what am i gonna do
2: like chuck a whole church under the bus i don't know right so i was like OK, well. well, at least kudos to him to having that like kind of pre-thought in a sense like this one statement could really throw them under the bus yeah. in a sense. So
0: yeah. I don't know. I did some research on him. There's definitely some stuff there, but not anything that I saw that wasn't in other churches, you know. Yeah. yeah. So molesting that shit happens at, like pretty much every church, it That's seems right. like, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he doesn't belong to it. So I stopped doing the research at that point. There was no point. Yeah,
2: good call. Yes. Yes. That was a good heart stop. Yes.
0: But more than that, Pratt's take on religion in a men's health article I found is interesting. Quote, religion has been oppressive as fuck for a long time. I didn't know that I would kind of become the face of religion when I really am not a religious person. He continued, quote, I think there's a distinction between being religious, adhering to the customs created by man, oftentimes appropriating the awe reserved for who I believe is a very real God, and using it to control people, to take money from people, to abuse children, to steal land, to justify hatred. End quote. So I'm going to score him pretty low on this one, honestly. Yeah. It seems very reasonable.
2: Doesn't seem like it would be a a marker for him at all.
0: No. I am not a religious person. I don't believe in the whole Jesus story. But, hey, I I guess if you're going to do it, that's on you. And uh, it seems like a reasonable response to me. Just
1: don't judge people, right? Correct. Don't judge people. Don't drag me into your shit. Like, yeah. exactly.
2: And here's the thing. uh, As it goes into religion, it sucks that whenever you go and are a part of a church, that they immediately assume that you accept 100% of the church's stances on everything. Yep. Yeah. Like just, you know, Hey, you go to that church. So you must believe 100%. You're like, hey, I didn't even know their stance on that. I mean, and,
1: buddy, you were raised Catholic, so you like to fuck boys. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. So. I converted. So I <laughs> really the, like to fuck that's boys. Right. Yeah, it was your choice to do this. <laughs> yeah. Buddy was born into it. I know. I was yeah. like, I got to
0: get me some of that action. I Good had lord, no
1: choice. I steered you know? clear with them tame old Methodists in the corner. That's right. Just watching <laughs> them beating <right>. off. <laughs> been voyeur methodist <laughs> no
0: you honestly you rolled with the unitarians which i was like if i had if someone puts a gun to my head i'm like i'm unitarian yeah
2: hey you know that was actually when i because i've experienced the catholic religion and i you know went to church with randy as a kid as well i would prefer going unitarian than catholic anyway. oh yeah
0: because they're just like a club they just <laughs> it is like, <laughs> yeah. like hey what's
2: up let's talk about the lord a little bit
1: and yeah sing a little bit we I did a
0: like, gay wedding at a unitarian church and we had a keg outside it was yeah. great <laughs>
1: I, was I, wore, like, this I is... wore a purple tuxedo. That's true. Yep. It is true. Lesbian wedding.
0: Yeah, it's
1: great. Randy, your score is too low. That person was definitely a giant asshole, and you rated them like they were Justin Bieber. Wouldn't you like to tell us what you think? Well, now you can. Check us out on all our social media pages and tell us what you think about our scores, shows, and good looks. We'll love to hear what you have to think. Pucker up, Buttercup. It's back to asshole court.
0: Next up, in 2011, he tweeted this out, quote, If I wasn't an actor, I'd be a cop, probably crooked, on the payroll.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Turn a blind eye to corruption, (laughs) shoot a dude, plant a gun, the usual.
1: Nice, I kind of like that.
0: Which, yeah, I was like, that's a pretty bad take at a time when police brutality is really getting called into question. But, I mean, I've made insensitive jokes before, too, so I certainly can't, as his boy Jesus said, cast the first stone. (laughs) It strikes me as a sort of a tone-deaf joke and not much more, but it's really just kind of funny, just offhanded shit. I don't know. Another low score for me. In 2012, Pratt tweeted during the Miss Universe pageant, hashtag Miss Universe. In a way, they all look like Miss Hungry. (laughs) Which, come on, that's a decent joke. I don't care. That's That's uh, just funny. This bothered people for some reason, (laughs) though. Which Look,
1: if you're going to be part of the whole pageant world, yes. like you better have some thick skin and a lot of makeup on that skin apparently. But like, yeah, like you've got to take that in stride. You know you have mean? to. You know, like It's a good joke. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It's yeah, but that's funny. part of what I hate about like today's modern
2: society. It's like you just everybody wants to just pick apart every single word. Oh, you're world. body
1: shaming someone. Yeah, you you know, know. like shut, shut up. up. It was a joke. Yeah.
0: Well, you're always the problem is that you have social media. So the people that are going to say the most are the, the biggest douchebags there. Yeah. Instead of us quietly laughing and be like, that's pretty good, <laughs> I'm not going to tweet that out. I'm just going to sit there and be like, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. But the people that are like, you fucking asshole, I'm going to tweet this right now so everybody knows. And oh, then it seems cats. like the whole world is against the Miss Hungry joke, which I'm just like, it's just good. Anyways, all right, next. Pratt gave a pretty lame speech after accepting the Generation Award at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards. I don't know what the Generation Award is. I don't understand why he would win it. He'd only been a celebrity, really, by this point for about four years, but (laughs) hey, whatever. It's all good, you know. These are some uh, of the uh, tidbits from his speech. Breathe. If you don't, you'll suffocate. And don't be a turd. If you're strong, be a protector. And if you're smart, be a humble influencer strength and intelligence can be weapons and do not wield them against the weak that makes you a bully be bigger than that he closed out with this god is real god loves you god wants the best for you believe that i do so tony robbins chris
1: pratt is not (laughs) right that's not very motivational to be honest uh i would categorize it as cringe if i was sitting in that audience i would have just kind of sat there yeah what? People Dang didn't I, love the speech. Yeah. He was going for it. I yeah. mean, like, you know. Well, we'll get to that.
0: Uh, like I said, but it, it's, come on, it's not the worst thing. It's not like he went full Kanye and said, quote, the Jewish media has made us feel like the Nazis and Hitler have never offered anything of value to the world. I see good things about Hitler also,
1: end quote. That's right. That is Kanye. 100%. There. That's a direct oh. quote. Oh.
0: Yes. Uh, and Pratt himself addressed the generally bad speech, saying, quote, Maybe it was hubris for me to stand up on stage and say the things that I said. I'm not sure I touched anybody, <laughs>
2: end quote. Yeah. So at least he's self-aware. Yeah, it was, it was a big strike for him. Yes. You know, like a, a swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And, a miss. Yeah. Yeah. and you got to do that uh, in that role, you know, because, I mean, that's the the Adam Sandler's and the Chris Farley's kind of just like going out there, all right? You, you swing, sometimes it hits, sometimes you miss.
0: Yeah, it's just weird to try... Trip into like a religious motivational speech. You're like, wait, is no, that no.
2: sounded so much better backstage?
0: I like the Miss Hungry joke much better. Yeah, and uh, you
1: limit his characters to 140 or whatever yeah. it is.
0: Uh, you stay on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, X. Uh, yeah, again, points are pretty low here for me. Next, he divorced his first wife, Anna Ferris, and he remarried to Catherine Schwarzenegger. Divorce happens sometimes, and additionally, the timeline doesn't make it seem like
2: he was hooking up with Catherine. While he was still married to Anna, so I don't know. I think the bigger problem that I think a lot of people have with it is, in a sense, that it felt like he married Anna Ferris initially for, to, like, to rise up in a yeah. sense, and then as soon as he got bigger than her, he dropped her. Could be the case. That's I don't know. I'm not part of the marriage. I, so I, I think I have no that's clue. what it feels like yeah. for most of America.
1: I think people should make assumptions. I don't know. I mean, like, and I get sometimes, it. Sometimes, like, circumstance just happens to play out really yeah. well where. A story like that could fall right in line, but yep. the circumstance of what really happened may not have played out. It just, on what, paper, it looks like it absolutely could have played out oh, yeah. like that. yeah. They've been married the for narrative. eight years. Yeah. You know what
2: I mean? That's the narrative. And I mean, like, anything could have happened over that eight years, they could have completely fell out yeah. of love with each other. They could never have been in love, in a sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's just what America paints the picture as. Oh, no,
0: totally. I mean, like it's funny, because like, he really hit superstardom in 2014, 2015. They were together for three years after that, you know? So if it was like a, a, a drop job, you'd be like, oh, as soon as he, hits, he gets Jurassic World, he's like,
2: bye, bitch. But the question is, was he already doing that in a sense? Like, it could be. From I behind the scenes. And that's where I I wasn't going to bring this story up, but uh, my sister said that, you know, my sister lives in downtown Atlanta and he films a lot in downtown Atlanta. And apparently a couple of years ago, there was a scenario where my sister was in downtown Atlanta at a bar and Chris Pratt walks in and just starts like communicating with her, starts flirting with her and stuff. But she had a boyfriend at the time, and was like, "Yeah, no, I'm with the boyfriend." He's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But he was definitely married at the time. So, but yeah. and but once again, this is also my sister saying this. So I don't, well, I, I don't honestly, I believe your sister if she says that. You She's know, I close, I, I believe it, but also it could have been misconstrued. It could have just Who been knows? him being overly friendly yeah. in a sense. Him being Chris Pratt at yeah. the bar. You know, he's already been acting all day in this same character. Your sister's like, his dick was out. <laughs> his dick was out, buddy. <laughs> Maybe it's a
0: misunderstanding Maybe He Maybe. was trying to sign He's just trying to sign his check At the thing with his dick Had it misconstrued <laughs> Yes Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know I'm not going to speculate on His motivations for divorce Or theirs I have no clue No Yeah uh, And finally Of all the things I could find The absolute worst I found Is an Instagram post That he sent out on Mother's Day Of 2021 Here's the post <clears throat> Quote Guys for real Look how she's looking at me I mean Find you someone that looks at you Like that You know We met in church. She's given me an amazing life. A gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out. But that's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. And then he goes on and on with some saccharine-ass bullshit. You know how that shit works. Now, the problem here, where the trouble lies, some people felt that him mentioning that Catherine gave him a gorgeous, healthy daughter, that it's a bit of a backhand to his ex-wife, Ferris, because the child they fathered together was not healthy. His son uh, with Ferris, Jack, arrived seven weeks premature and weighed only three pounds, 10 ounces at birth. He was quickly moved to the neonatal intensive care unit for a month and numerous surgeries, doctor's appointments and physical therapy covered the first years of his life. So is that a poor choice of words for a Mother's Day quote? I'd say he'd have been better like leaving the healthy part off. But I don't know if he meant it as a stab at his ex or if it was just Andy Dwyer style like foot and mouth moment. You know what I'm saying?
2: That's
1: what I'm going to put it more towards with him. I don't mm-hmm. think he would have taken a shot at his own kid on Twitter I or, don't know, yeah. or at his yeah. ex, even gone
2: that but dirty. But it's still it his own like, kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't see that either.
0: I think it was just a dumb foot and mouth moment. Yeah. You're yeah. kind of like, sure. hey, no. man, yeah.
1: leave the healthy part off. Just t- like the other day when um, Lady messaged me and yeah. it was after five. I was still working. She's like, hey, can you join us on this call real quick? Sure. I jump on, and um, again it's after five o'clock. And as we're wrapping up the you know the end of the conversation, they needed me for. Yeah. I was like, all right, y'all, well, it's after five, so I know we're all getting ready. Not thinking they have to work until seven, and yeah, they, uh, they, oh, yeah. That like mountain
2: time or something. Oh uh, no, like
1: forced overtime.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna go home out of here. Guys, uh, I was so. already working from home. <laughs> I was like, it's after five, so I'm gonna. Uh, all right, you guys, I'll, I'll see oh. you tomorrow. Yeah. If yeah. I was on the other than of that conversation, they were all like, motherfucker. Uh huh. But yeah, yeah, we all have those
2: foot and mouth moments. There was. It wasn't yeah. Randy trying yeah. to, like, exactly. You know, yeah. Know, again, again,
0: if we have to speculate on this one, I would say I think it just was an accidental.
1: Sure.
2: Thing. Yeah. Just 40 in slip. That's it. That's it.
0: Uh. So I don't know. Maybe he catches a slight bump from it, but since I can't ever know the intent, if there was one, it's not going to move the needle much. And well, that's about all I can find on our boy, Chris Pratt. There's not much there, honestly. He strikes me as a fairly normal dude. Now, when we started the show, I was convinced that I'd be covering murderers, dictators, rapists. And we've certainly done that throughout. But Chris Pratt might be the most normal vanilla subject I've ever had the pleasure (laughs) of researching. So I promise, the next show I write is going to have to be about a real nasty son of a bitch. You just wait and
2: see. All right. Nice. I like it. Final scores, boys. Wow. All right, so, uh, yeah, man, that's, a. Uh, I was not expecting, uh, I guess, actually, I was expecting that at the end of the day. I, I was hoping that Chris was not a bad guy. It seems like from pretty much everything that we've covered up to this point, that he's not. I mean, there's a little bit of gray area, in a sense, when you look back at, like, did he break up Anna Ferris and her first husband? Maybe, maybe not. You don't know, but I mean... There hasn't been a lot of speculation on that or, like, a lot of talk on that from what I guess we looked at here tonight. Yeah, there's, there's no way to really know. So, and then my other biggest grievance with him was that it just seemed like when he got big enough, mm-hmm. he dropped her cold and then, you know, just moved on, you know, just uh, went up the ladder at that point. But didn't but, he really, though? Because Katherine Schwarzenegger isn't like... It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. I know, but I Like, just, at the end of the day, you're married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? Is he ever going to meet her? in any other kind of situation no i don't know i'm just
0: thinking like if he moved up to like a, a big huge a-lister or something like that i could see that but i don't know i don't i don't i don't again it's it's entirely speculative i don't know if he dropped anna like that i'm just saying
2: yeah that's the thing and i think that's more just like public perception but once again everybody comes up with a, a thousand reasons why something happened and uh, the majority of the time it's not even close to what the real answer is right yep so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm having a hard time. I don't I really don't see a lot there, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, where I originally had him off starting off at Tom Cruise at a 4.58, I've actually got to bring him down a little bit. You know, I'm kind of in between the Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson spectrum right here, so I'm going to put him at a 4.10. Okay. As a final asshole
1: score for All Chris right. Pratt. 4.10 for Buddy. Randy, what do you got? All right, so uh, not a lot changed, right? Like, I, again, I was kind of hoping something had come out, and when you started talking about his affiliation with the church, right, I thought that's where the dirt might have come. Oh, that's there we I go. Started, yeah, yeah, trust I like, when I was oh, researching that, that's he's... where I started sharpening my knives. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> this is his Scientology right here. That's <laughs> it. He's in Hillsborough Baptist Church, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not protesting soldiers' funerals. And, no. You know, with the whole wife thing and the marriage, like dumping the wife, it's his business. Like, it is what it is. It's, you know call it what it is she's hot like they're all i mean it's not like he's just picking some you know random substitute teacher off the street no offense (laughs) to our substitute teachers on the street out there but uh could
2: be though if my sister's story's true
1: you're right i mean but he could be trying to pick up you know you're right teachers on the street so knowing what we know he hates gays and cheats on his wife no i'm just kidding (laughs) um but you're right it was it was very vanilla there wasn't a whole lot to like sink your teeth into um Honestly, a lot of his like, Twitter responses, super responsible. Because, mm-hmm. like, you see sometimes people reply with emotion. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's like ranting and raving, and it's like, oh, here we go, you know. But he doesn't come out and say dumb shit. He doesn't seem to be involved with any of the wrong people. Just kind of, and like I said, I like a story about kind of just catching a big break. Yeah. yeah, lucky, man. It Some people get us. lucky. Could yeah. have been Mikey. Yeah, could have been Mikey. One step away from being Mikey. That soapy dude that you were... Having sex with yeah. in Hawaii could have been Chris Pratt. True, I should have made sure he was famous before I fucked him. Before I had sex with that man in the public shower, in the van. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he
0: wasn't in a van. Oh. He may have been. I think he was more in a tent. But we didn't fuck in the tent. Nice. I just, you know, I just gave him a hand job in the public shower. Shower. Alabana Park. There it is. And he turned out to
1: not be famous. He wasn't
0: the producer he said he was.
1: Imagine. that. Imagine that. Exactly. Imagine that. And it could have been Chris Pratt, though. It could have been. Could have been. <laughs> anyway, uh, I doubt it. But my final score for Chris Pratt. It's funny you mentioned uh Pete Davidson. I've got him at 4.18, a shade just above Pete Davidson. 4.18 final score for Randy. All right, Mikey, bring us home. Okay. Uh as I mentioned earlier, I
0: have sort of an affinity because of his background. I just there's a lot to relate to for me and I like the character Andy Dwyer, you know. I never thought anything about Chris Pratt. I didn't really care. So it was always interesting when people were like, "Oh, well, you know, you heard he's kind of an asshole." And then I was like, well, maybe there's something there, and I couldn't find anything. Now, to be fair, maybe I did miss something that, I don't know. I mean, I did some some decent searching here, so if anybody has something that you're like, oh, you totally forgot about the time that he murdered his ex-girlfriend's dog or something like that, then that would be different.
2: Yeah, please link to that and like this post or something like yeah. that, and yeah, we'll, we would love to jump on that.
0: I would love to tell you I'm a fucking moron, and I'm happy to do it all the time. Hank House may be right and to some extent, <laughs> but...
2: Don't Um, give him that much, Mike.
0: Don't. The other pieces that I read that was interesting was it's sort of a subjective hate where this guy was talking about, like, even his responses are so well thought out that he's like, he's basically a a fucking PR machine. You know, they're like, he has a PR team that makes him. And I was like, I don't know if that's true or not. And also, like, the responses, regardless of whether they were, like, PR constructs, they were still good. They were still reasonable. You know, so I didn't have an issue with that. That's a subjective sort of dislike. We try to sort of rely on things that we can prove here, which is why I can't factor in whether he dumped Anna Faris because he was getting more famous. I can't factor in whether he broke up Anna Faris's marriage. I can't factor in whether he actually intended to fucking throw a jab at her about uh you know about the her, kid. Yeah. So I honestly I'm gonna I, I'm I'm putting about a four point zero five. All right. He's a slightly I like I said, I, fuck he's a better person than me, a luckier person than me, a more handsome man than me. If I'm scoring a five. He's better than me in that, too, so 4.05. All right, 4.05 for Mikey. I can't wait to the responses. They're like, oh, fucking Mikey's jerking off Chris Pratt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did. It was in Hawaii at the public showers. I told you all about it. Mm -hmm. All right. With a 4.10 from Buddy, a 4.18 from Randy, and a 4.05 from Mikey, Chris Pratt's final asshole
1: score is a 4.11. 4.11 4.11 what is the 4.11 it's between miley cyrus at 4.02 and pete davidson at 4.16 that's exactly where i had him pre-show that is where my buddy had him pre-show so yeah in between miley cyrus and pete davidson follows chris pratt with yeah. all the requests for the show i thought there was going to be something else but i
0: did too yeah. maybe i missed something i'm actually getting a little nervous I hope you missed something. I don't. I don't want to look like I didn't do my research. <laughs> yeah, I hope you didn't
1: kill anybody's dog like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would not be oh, good. Oh, Shia LaBeouf style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. By the time you hear this, the boys will have already been to Denver and attended Podcast Movement 2023. Go on to all of our social media pages and check out any posts that we have, pictures from the events, and all kinds of good shit on there. We want to give a big shout out to everybody that contributed
2: to our GoFundMe that helped pay for our trip out there big thank you we really appreciate it
0: that's for real in fact we are going to give you guys a big shout out on the next show to just thank you guys and we're going to be taking you know like we're doing some recordings and stuff like while we're out there and see if we get anything funny to put on the show for later
1: yeah absolutely Some behind the scenes stuff for you guys that's right so again we always appreciate your support and as always be kind to one another we'll see you next time on asshole court